Welcome back to another episode of A Binary Life. My name is John Stevenow, and this episode I'm just going to kind of talk about what I did today. Um, I went to the university, excuse me, wow, good start. Um, I went to the University of California, Davis, uh, or UCD, um, or UC Davis, um, where I helped a Young Americans for Liberty group get uh, organized on campus to do a tabling session uh, and try to recruit more members. Um, And I had a somewhat of a weird experience on uh, UC's, uh, UC Davis's campus, um, mainly because most of the students that I talked to, um, most people would say it's apathy. Um, the fact that they might not care about the issues that are happening in their day-to-day life, but there's something that was different about the way that the students at uh, UC Davis interacted uh, with me and other people who were with the Yao group. Um, strange, strangely enough, um, when I usually go to campus, I can pretty much pick any topic and find people, uh, who are interested in that topic, uh, or, or at least find people who are willing to talk to me about that. Even if they don't agree, they'll at least stop and give some sort of opinion or, uh, two cents on um, their either agreement or disagreement with me, but for some reason UC Davis's campus is just like this this um, anti communication uh, ex- kind of a campus experience. Um, and what I mean by that is when students would come up, or excuse me, not come up, when students walk past the table for Young Americans for Liberty, um, you could ask them anything. You know, hey, do you like freedom? Do you like Ron Swanson? Uh, are you libertarian? Uh, do you support funding the drug war? Do you support funding any type of war? Um, are you, uh, independent? Um, do you like liberty? You know, you could ask all these different questions and most people would with no, uh, glance or, or hesitation or even just any kind of nonverbal signature, Um, would brush you away or ignore you or would look at you like you're insane for asking any of those questions. And it was a different kind of experience. I mean, the last time I experienced that kind of, um, I don't want to say like hatred because it wasn't hatred, but I guess just uh, ambivalent nature uh, was when I was at University of California, right? Berkeley, whatever. I was at Berkeley. And, um, that was where I experienced the same thing, but I was by myself and walking around campus so I could see why people would give me kind of the cold shoulder. But when I was with like six other people walking around and trying to talk to people and they were having the same experience, it was just this weird, different kind of atmosphere. And I have not experienced it anywhere else besides Berkeley and UC Davis. Um, And it really kind of bummed me out. I will, I will admit it really did kind of bum me out. It made me think that, uh, students really do, uh, not care about that stuff. Um, yeah, there were plenty of people who came up and actually talked to us, but I would say it was pretty much split 50, 50 as to the number of people who brushed us off. Like we were lunatics. Um, and then 50% of people who, um, actually came up and engaged with us, um, and I would say it was only about 35 to 40% of people who agreed with us and were willing to listen to, uh, what we had to say. 
Um, the other ones either had a confrontational experience that they wanted to, to put on us or had a question, and when we answered it, they disagreed, so they left, um, which is fine. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to say, like, I mean, that, that was just a weird experience. It's just one that I wasn't prepared for, especially when we're further north or at least west, or excuse me, at least east than uh, Berkeley and uh, the Bay Area. Um, I wasn't expecting that. So uh, a little bit of a rough day of tabling. Um, but I think that, uh, overall we did a pretty good job. We did get enough people to, um, kind of really reinvigorate some of the, um, the board members who, who run the organization. So, um, and then also tonight we had a meeting, uh, for YAL, which is amazing. Um, I've never actually been to a YAL meeting, so it was great to have this one be my first uh, experience. Uh, the leader of this group, Tim, is extremely articulate. He understands his libertarian um, principles uh, to a degree that I've never really seen uh, other um, leaders have a grasp of their, their principles. There's another leader in, at Danza uh, College who's got the same kind of grasp of his libertarian ideology. Um, but Tim was just very, very good at uh, explaining in simple layman's terms, um, maybe not always so eloquently and as simply as he could have explained it. I mean, I have the same problem, um, but he was at least well-founded. And, and when he did explain what uh, his ideas were, um, or at least the ideas that he believed in, uh, it was pretty obvious as to what he was talking about. Um, and then uh, also in that meeting, we talked about um, not only the foundations of libertarianism, um, which is kind of um, where I guess some of the people needed to start out with, um, cause there were some new members there today. Um, but we also went into our experience at the students for Liberty conference and we talked about, you know, seasteads, which is just, you know, this idea of living out on the ocean and living off of the, um, what the ocean has to offer. Uh, we talked about spontaneous order, which is another thing that was talked about at the SFL convention. It was great. Um, and then we also talked about just kind of, um, different, different types of government entities that could possibly come about in the future. And, I mean, it was a lively discussion, um, for the most part on most of those things. If someone had an idea or a, some kind of caution, um, it was brought up. So it was great, uh, back and forth. And then, uh, the kind of the, the, the meat of the meeting, uh, was about immigration and what kind of like the, the viewpoints of the libertarians are. Now I'm not going to claim to know, uh, the whole story about the views of the libertarian, uh, side of the argument when it comes to immigration, but from what I could kind of pick out from the meeting today, there's about two kind of, uh, facets of, of viewpoints when it comes to the immigration issue. Um, when, uh, one side says that, you know, have open borders, let immigrants come in, um, because that means we get new ideas, new, um, ways of, of, uh, inventing, because uh, just like ingenuity comes in. Um, we also get uh, cheap labor, uh, which is, you know, if somebody's willing to do it, it's a free market principle. They get paid to do it. Um, it's individual contracts. Uh, so, you know, as an employer, I can individual, I can choose to hire who I want to hire if they're willing to work for the amount of money that I want to pay them. Um, and then there's also the other side of the libertarian argument, which is, you know, um, I want to protect my private property. I don't want to do welfare. I don't want to provide for these people who are, um, uh, I guess going to be kind of living off the system, uh, because they're going to need that to, to kind of get themselves on their feet or supposedly get themselves on their feet. Um, 
I guess you could really just kind of boil it down to two points. There's the people who care about the humanity and treating people correctly and letting them live their own lives how they want to live it. And then there's the libertarian side that says, you know, who focus mainly on fiscal issues. is like, are we solvent? You know, are we going to be able to afford these people coming in? You know, if we do have to live in the current uh, political system where we do have welfare and social security and things like that, will will we be able to cover these people uh, as they come in? Or is it going to become such a burden on us that we won't be able to actually um, provide them what we promise will provide them and then we will go bankrupt like we are you know currently we're 17 trillion plus uh in debt so um that's you know essentially the two sides of the libertarian argument and i and i also don't know which one that i fall under i mean i see uh valid points in both sides i see uh common sense on both sides i also see fallacies on both sides um the fiscal side i see fallacies because it supports kind of a, a welfare state while on the humanity side i also see where you know having an open border really doesn't protect private property rights i mean if we don't have a national border does that mean that my private property doesn't have a border either or or do we have a rule of law to protect that um, but if we have a rule of law to protect my property why don't we do one for the country i don't know there's just like these kind of these paradoxes that come from both sides of the argument and there's really no good way to kind of go into it. And um, I don't know, I thought it was a healthy discussion. There was uh, a couple of socialists in the room who wanted to know like why uh, we didn't want government involved in it. So we all gave our opinions. Um, there were people in the room who were hardcore like anarchists who um, didn't think uh, government was necessary. Um, there were also people in the room who uh, were more, uh, I guess you could say level-headed realistic libertarians who said, you know, with well, the current system, this is what we need to do. So, I mean, it was just this, it was a great mix of ideologies coming together in a peaceful debate or discussion on the topic of immigration and then all these other subjects. And it just seemed to be just this really great, um, interaction, which is, I have to say better than most organizations, uh, that are not in the college that I've seen like tea party groups and some Republican groups, they get a little, uh, rough with each other. So, uh, Okay, that's about it for my time, and um, thanks for listening, and I hope that you have a good day.